0: SMQBs. This was episode forty-eight. Kind of a fun little format we had. We were missing two guys who are galvanting around the Virgin Islands. Couldn't be with us, uh, but we had them by recorded feed. And man, they said some stupid ass shit that we got to fuck around with. So it was a lot of fun. We're talking a lot of NFL. We cover a little, uh, a little college football. Go dogs! We also cover some tennis news. Yes, that's right. There's news in tennis, uh, a great punchable face of the week and some really good Ted Lassos. Enjoy the episode, leave us five stars, have some fun.
1: It's on the people climb up on the booth, singing from the people on the people my the roof dancing on the ceiling on the people I got people on the dancing on the people like got people.
0: SMQBs, this is episode 48, and then there was one. But before we get to that, he was born in El Cajon, California. He started racing motorcycles at the age of four. He graduated high school and started an off-road series, raced for Mickey Thompson Entertainment Group, Short Course Off-Road Drivers Association. Okay, this isn't going to mean anything to you guys. He is a seven time NASCAR Cup Series
1: champion. I think I I might know this. I I think I might know this.
0: A full time NASCAR driver from 2002 to 2020. And, House, I'm going to give you one last clue. He's currently driving IndyCar in the number 48 Honda. Oh.
1: What? So, this is going to be a bad guess. And,. For all of our NASCAR listeners,
2: I don't, I, don't,
1: I don't do left turns, so I'm sorry. But any chance it's Kyle Busch? Oh, uh, no. You kind of have the right
0: era-ish. No, no. Uh, Milk? I Come on, no. man. Jeff Gordon? Oh, geez. No,
1: he's 24. He's that 24. I that's right. He's 24, yeah. This 48. is
0: one Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy oh,
1: Johnson, uh, Johnson. He actually surprised
0: me. He does he drive. Good. He's driving an in Indy car. He left NASCAR and is in Indy car now, but he's a seven time NASCAR champion. And that ties him uh, all time with uh, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt. And in fact, he actually won his first five NASCAR cup championships were five consecutive. So uh, really one of the, one of the greatest uh, NASCAR drivers of all time for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah.
1: so that's, that's our we number 48. NASCAR, uh, I can't, I can't number. believe that's where we went with 48.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Left. So listen, um, you know, we did, and I, I want to move on though, just for a quick second and, and, um, you know, house, uh, this is for you. <laughs> oh, oh
1: boy. Oh boy. This cannot be good. I'm just glad that we're having our usual technical difficulties. This podcast has been brought to you by Cricket Wireless, sponsor of Milk's Broadband and Bison's Audio Production. <laughs> Did you not hear that? No. No, no but really? No. Oh, what was it? Oh, I wonder
0: why. I don't know. Huh. It usually works. Well, that might be a problem for other parts of the show tonight, then. If that if that didn't just work, did you share this? uh, What was
2: it, House or
0: Nice? Uh, That was uh, special for for um, House. That was Van Halen singing, "The Dream Is Over." The dream, dream, another dream. This dream (laughs) is over. Mm. Yeah. Well, um,
1: you can enjoy your feeling, buddy. You can enjoy your nightmare in Washington. Mock all you want. We are, we are playing a later tea time than you. (laughs) That's that's about it. That's
0: about it. Um, listen, we can all take uh, a little solace in the fact that the, uh, the cow, the cow pukes lost in an epic, epic fashion.
1: Um, no, I just, got, I got to ask you this, like, because you're a Bucks fan and you're riding the happy train everything, but, but do you, do people down in Tampa, like, do you also get pleasure seeing, cause I know me and Bison and Rooster, who's not on, I mean, we got so much pleasure watching that loss. Do you get it too there?
2: Not really. I mean, I, I enjoy the Cowboys losing, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're not in our division. We never play them. So
1: there are, there are a lot of happy people in New York, Washington, and yes, even Philadelphia yeah. today. Right.
2: Yeah. I love my best part of it so far is that all the fans were fighting themselves. <laughs> which is yeah, I know. great. Every, I usually know. it's there's a good video of a, there's a good Bucks Eagles fight, by the way, I'll, I'll send it to you, house. You'll enjoy it. But usually it's two opposing fans. You, you get, you see the videos on a weekly basis. Every video I've seen of this game is Cowboys fighting Cowboys. I love it. Cowboys. I love it. I love it. I mean, talk about an implosion. The only
0: thing that will not, I mean, listen, there's very clearly one thing left to root for in the playoffs now. And that that's that the bucks lose next week. So that every (laughs) one of the SMQBs is, is wiped off of the playoffs and and out. And there's just no reason uh, to root otherwise. But um, man, watching Dallas, you know, crash and burn is really, really special. It really it's so truly great. Is.
1: It's so great. And then yeah. what's even better, and I'm sure we'll regale some of these today, are all the stats that come after it about just oh, yeah, the, just the infinity of losing and choking and yeah. and all the records that they set for just ineptitude. It's great.
0: But listen, I, I did. I mean, I, look, I, I sort of made this New Year's resolution that I wasn't going to pick on. Um, on the Eagles quarterback situation anymore. But I, I almost feel like I'm not breaking my resolution if I pick on Jalen Hurts because he looks like the furthest thing from an NFL quarterback. So I'm not actually picking on the Eagles quarterback situation if i I if say how bad Hurts is, right? Because he's not actually a quarterback.
1: <laughs> I, I Listen, I'm going to ask you guys to suspend your mockery for just a couple minutes and ask you uh, really as objective as you can be. Because right now, Philly as a town is really like all up in confusion about what to do with the Jalen Hurts situation. I mean, clearly he had his flashes this year. Uh, He had his clunkers, and he clunked at the worst time. You could say Mac Jones clunked at the worst time. So really, if you could be objective, on the basis of one game, big stage down in Tampa, playing in Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady's on the other side, a healthy defense on the other side. Do you say one and done? It's not worth the experiment. Move on, find whoever else you can next year. Or do you say the guy's got to get another year? I don't know that one game in a playoff determines the outcome of this guy. Help resolve this for me.
0: Here's what I would say. I, I think Jalen Hurts seems like a, a very nice young man. And I sort of even said that I was kind of rooting for him a little bit this year because I, I like him. I like the the fortitude he showed when he left Oklahoma. I'm sorry, when he left uh, Alabama and went to Oklahoma. I, I like the the sort of courage that he showed and how he succeeded. Um, I think at the end of the day. You always knew what you had with Jalen Hurts was a, was a hardworking Good athlete who probably doesn't have the skill set to be an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, I, I, you could say the same thing, by the way, about Taylor Heineke, who I wanted to see succeed this year more than anything, and had some flashes of excitement and some good throws uh, and and some fun moments. At the end of the day, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback who's gonna who's gonna help you build a playoff caliber or a Super Bowl winning team. And and look, I, I'm trying to be as nice as I can because I want that guy to sort of succeed, and and he's worked his butt off, um, but I just he's trying to do a really hard thing, and I just don't think he has the skill set to do it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, but I will tell you this: I don't think you can get rid of. I mean, what are you? What are you going to do? Right. Gonna... That's the question.
1: What do you Carson do? Carson might be
2: available. <laughs> Who? That's not a... Carson. <laughs> Carson. Car- yeah bring him back. He he um he missed some what he missed some open receivers yesterday that could have changed the game. Like there were a couple times where guys were breaking free and we were down a corner. You know, Murphy Bunning didn't play yesterday. Um and he just missed them. And so is that experience? Will he does he just need more time or is that something that you just never pick up? And I think he's it's too soon to make that call.
1: <clears throat> you the, know? the the, the pro Jalen guys, which include the kids in my house, say the guy's 23 years old. He's been coached, you know, for one full season. And by the way, to the Bucks' credit, and I won't try to give too much of that today, but you guys know I'm a stupid geek watching these all-22s and the Brian Baldinger and all this. Already I've seen... Bucs had a really, really smart scheme knowing that when Jalen gets on the loose to the right, he's a really dangerous guy, either with with his feet or with his arm. Their whole thing was, if he's going to get loose, push him to the left, make him throw back against his body. And so that one pass that he had Quez Watkins available, which surely would have been an early touchdown, when you see the pocket, the way it starts to bend, there was all kinds of room on his left, but there wasn't any on the right. So, yes, he could have potentially made that throw. It would have been across his body. That was that was by design for the by the Bucks. Very, very, very smart defensive game plan. And by the way, you know, not to get too far ahead in all the playoff recap, but my God, what a difference this Bucks team is when they're completely healthy. And I know you didn't have Murphy bunting, but when you had all those guys playing on defense that have been missing and They've been a porous defense and all that stuff. I mean, Levante David and Shaq Barrett and the safety and JPP, it is – they're They're going to give every single team a handful, not just the Brady side on the offense, but defense. Yeah. Holy crap.
2: Yeah. I, we are – I think Levante David is probably one of the most important people on the field because and the effect he had – you know, look at Devin white. Devin white is a completely different player when Levante David is not playing. And when he comes back, it's just like, I mean, he was huge yesterday. And and what I mean, Shaq's interception obviously was big, Um, but you're right. I mean, it was the first time we haven't had a defense, a full defense like that. And I know Murphy bunny was out, but all year since the, literally the kickoff of the Cowboys game. And yeah. And you, and you saw the, like the last four weeks of the year, we gave up, we were giving up hundred yard rushing, you know, games every single game and they just shut it down. Bulls, hell of a game plan. Todd Bulls. I don't know if we're going to have a, have him next year, but, um, he might get another shot at a head coaching job, but I mean, God, he's just when he needs to be good and come up with a scheme and a plan. Wow. Oh, listen,
0: our. Um, are- you know, our, our faithful listeners out there will will realize that um, this is a much more uh, uh, sophisticated podcast so far. Um, and that's probably because we're missing Pope and Rooster, who are um, just out gallivanting around the, uh, islands. the island somewhere. But they did take the time to send some, some views in, most of which are actually just really horrible takes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hesitate to even play this because... It's just sort of going to be embarrassing for us. It shows uh, how little they actually know, but but they did do this. So, assuming the audio is going to work here, which I, I'm not so sure. Well, um, we'll just let's to- go ahead and and uh, let's let's listen to a little bit of their takes on the weekend, and then we can we can sort of weigh in as things go. Um,
1: we'll let you know if we'll we hear see. any of the yeah. brilliance yet.
0: Yeah, uh, that's going to be the question. So, let us know this. The in
1: the meantime. I'm going to keep sticking my pins in my Tom Brady voodoo doll. Sure. Um, no, here we go. And uh, oh, there, there they are. They look like uh, they have a pool behind them.
3: Look let's at see that. See if
0: this works. All right, let's check it out.
3: Pope and Rooster down. Can here. can hear it. it. Scrub Island, Virgin yeah. Islands. With <sighs> recap of uh, another disappointing Cowboy game. Uh been a rough week for me. My uh, Alabama Crimson Tide finally <laughs> hey, got down. knocked off by <laughs> yeah. protege. Congratulations a beat, to Kirby. A beaten man. And all Still talking about Bama losing. Smith, Mr. B, what a year for him with Georgia Bulldogs and Atlanta Braves. Rooster, what do you think so far of the playoffs? Playoffs have been great. Um, you
4: know, <laughs> some no, players some... are playing up to our <laughs> earlier expectations. I'm...
0: That was brilliant. Brilliant take right there for one. <laughs> the playoffs, playoffs have been, great. been great. Yeah. What's,
2: Some teams are playing up to
0: expectations, others not.
2: What
1: are the <laughs> Emmys for a podcast? Because I think we're lining up for one right here with this segment. Yeah,
0: this could be it. Okay.
1: Specifically thinking of the Bills. Uh, the Bills were up early in the
4: season, and then they tanked for a while, and we all thought they were kind of a fraud. Well, against the Pats, they played – like the Bills that we thought they were. They just dominated that game. And I think one key to that game is that the Bills have finally figured out that Devin Singleton is a starting running back. (laughs) Isn't it Singletary?
2: It is. Oh, God.
4: And Devin's playing well. He he had two touchdowns (laughs) in that game. And, gosh, Dawson Knox is coming on strong, too, with two touchdowns. So the Bills look, to me, like the favorite from the AFC.
0: Well, I mean, they, they, there's a brilliant fucking take, right? I mean, they scored. They literally were the old, the first team ever to go through a game with score with never punting, kicking a field goal, or turning the ball over. The only time they didn't score a touchdown was when they downed it on the last series of the game. And Rooster, with his brilliant insight, they looked like the favorite. No fucking shit, Rooster. <laughs> they looked unfucking stoppable.
1: <laughs> I love that he worked in the date the de- the uh, Dennis Green quote. We we are, they are who we thought they were.
2: So. <laughs> <God>, he <they laughs> stole that entire take.
1: So, <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we need terrible. to add anything else yet on the Bills. God.
0: No, I don't think so. Let's go back to uh, Beavis and ButtHead over here <laughs> and see if Pope has anything of value
3: that. Well, and you know the Titans haven't played yet, so we don't know what they've got. And King oh, Henry comes great. back; it's going to be competitive. Yeah.
4: Uh, what about the Bengals, though? Bengals, man, uh, so happy for the people of Cincinnati. We've got family out there Went to college nearby. He sounds They've like now. 31 years for a playoff win, if you can believe that. That's a long time. They haven't even been in the playoffs for 10 years during all those Marvin Lewis years. And, boy, Joe Burrow sure looks like the guy that our main man, Milk, said he would be. Oh, no, the, next year, <laughs> he's in the top five of all quarterbacks. And Jamar Chase not too far behind in the wide receiver category. to me their mistake was getting away from joe burrow to jamar chase a little too early in that game and then they you know after they got down the third straight time to the red zone and had to kick field goal field goal um they got pretty conservative and started running the ball a lot and it sure chewed up a lot of clock but man i think they could have put a lot more points on the board and put that game away early
3: i'm i'm really looking forward to the afc uh final four you got Looks like Bills are going to be going to uh, the Titans and the Bengals are going to the Chiefs. Those are two huge games. Um, <laughs> you know, but let me talk about the Cowboys real quick. Because- Whoa, need- Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there's a lot to
2: unpack there. Uh, you the-, the two games to go to the to go to go the uh, AOC championship are big games? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I really like Pope's analysis of the Titans. We don't really know anything about them because they haven't played a game yet. That was a great take. <laughs> right, right. That's, that was worth it, yeah. That was okay. worth it.
1: Can we pause here just because before we move on from the Bengals Raiders, is anybody else here annoyed about how much attention is being given to this whistle play? You know, like it really didn't impact the game. I mean, it was a big mistake and those refs are not going to referee again in these playoffs. Um and they blew the whistle clearly before Burrow stepped out and then doubled down on their screw up by saying after the game, the whistle wasn't blown until after the receiver had caught the ball. But who, why are we making such a stink of this play? I mean, it was much earlier on in the game and I, it didn't really determine the outcome. I don't know. That's, that's, I think it takes something away from the Bengals victory And, uh, and, and I think the Raiders story is a, is a really great story from this year. I do hope they, they, uh, keep that coach Passaccia or how do you pronounce Rich Passaccia, but, uh, they went through a lot between Henry Ruggs and, and Gruden being fired. What, what a story. Um, so I don't know what you guys thought of that whistle play, but it was a lot, much ado about nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, interestingly though, that was the closest game of the entire weekend. I mean, they Raiders had a chance to tie the game. Um, so, I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, I could see you making a big deal about it. I think it could have. Yeah, but like you passed. said,
1: at the end, notwithstanding that whistle at the end,
2: they had it, they had a chance. They were yeah, right there at right. the goal line.
0: Right. There's a lot of plays in a game that, you know, that, that could change the the whole right. you know momentum and, and outcome of a game. And uh, I mean, it's a blown call, right? It's the wrong call, but but there were bad calls in, in a lot of these games uh, this weekend. And, uh, you know, like like you said, it didn't. It wasn't the last play of the game.
2: No, um, I'll throw a pick. So, at the end. Yeah, right, exactly. The Bengals are I, a better team, right? We all know that. They deserve to win that game, and they were going to win it regardless.
1: And I, the NFL deserves to see more of Joe Burrow uh, in these playoffs and the fans. I, I think that's great in the nfl yeah. but i i'm sorry i interrupted summer on madden so if you want to continue let's with that yeah let's
0: go back let's go back to these two and, and I, hear, can't wait, I can't, I can't hear wait to hear about the cowboys the and the needles the, here this could be fascinating
3: a pro, pro papal prognosticator here picked the cowboys to win the super bowl and 27 years of futility wrong we really thought we had the team this year with Micah parsons nobody really saw that coming um Diggs, who had an incredible year sure you know, okay,
0: I'm going to stop us right there on Diggs for yep. a minute. Yep. Diggs had a lot of picks, okay? Exactly. Did he not also give up more yards than any other cornerback in the NFL this season? Over yes. a
1: 1,000 yards and pro football, whatever they are, rates him as one of the worst cover corners.
0: The worst. The worst. All this guy did was sell out for INTs and didn't give two shits when he got burned the rest of the season. Right. Bingo. I mean, Bingo. come on. He was not that good. All right. Back, back to, <laughs> to Tweedledee and Dumb over here. God, after, this, after, this better get, get number better one
3: real offense quick in the NFL. scored more points on the board than any other Cowboy team, uh, the weapons that we had at receiver, even losing Gallup, you still had Wilson, you had Amari, you had, you had CD. Um, First name basis, all of them. Torn PCL, partially torn PCL this morning. And, you know, that just reinforces the notion of why wasn't Pollard getting the ball more? Look, I I don't lay at all in the footsteps of Mike McCarthy, but they did a really poor job of coaching this team up for the playoff game. They weren't ready. They got hit in the nose first first drive by the Niners. Um, Couldn't stop Debo. Couldn't stop Mitchell. uh, Just got rolled. And, you know, that set the tone for the game. You know, typical Cowboy, great comeback. If Jimmy G doesn't overthrow uh, and, and get an interception, though, with eight minutes left, it's still a walk-away win by the Niners. Be, you know, credit to the Cowboys to come back, but they should never have no credit. the goal that they built. No credit at all. Bottom line, Rooster, on Cowboys is they couldn't beat a 500 team, over 500 teams since the middle of October when they beat the Pats. Best, I think that is their Best down statement, yeah. They were not as yeah. good a team as advertised. They beat up on yeah. the NFC least, and the Niners were a better team you know, than the Cowboys all year long, and it proved it yesterday. And the futility reigns in Dallas. Big questions. Does Jimmy, uh, does Jerry bring back? I'd love to see Jerry bring back Jimmy, but does Jerry bring back uh, Mike McCarthy for another year? Yes. Of Kellen Moore. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cowboys coming back. back. Amari Kushner coming um, back. Big, big questions for the Cowboys. Um, we'll see what happens. NFC not quite finished tonight. Cards and Rams. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, I think still the, the Packers, although I'll tell you what, Packers-Niners is going to be a good game, and I don't think it's, it's a done deal for the Packers.
4: Yeah, I, you know, if you hadn't brought that up, I was going to remind you that you had alluded to this a few shows ago, that Cowboys, who have they beaten this year? And they've got, you know, this year they pretty much had six games they should have won against the fellow NFC East teams. I mean, it's a very weak division. But not only have they not beaten a 500 team, they haven't beaten a team with a starting quarterback in the lineup since week eight, I believe. I
0: love it. So I love it. They,
4: and it makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. It makes a lot of off sense to me. Amari is playing as well as he did right after coming from the Raiders right now. He seems as healthy as he's been in two or three years. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And so if I'm I Jerry, do. I'm getting rid of I get him. It. No question. I get it. I get it. Um, and definitely re-signing Amari Cooper. He looks like the man again. So, what, were you, what was your
0: question about the Packers? <laughs> let's stop it. Let's stop it there for a second. And, and in the words of the immortal and and Toby, you like to say he's a national treasure. Stephen A. How about them Cowboys? That's I right. I mean, doesn't it feel good to see all this hand wringing in Dallas?
1: You know. Bison said it for about five podcasts in a row. And sometimes I thought it was just needling a fellow NFC Easter and Pope. But he just kept saying, you just kept saying over and over again, they are frauds. They are frauds. You were so right. This team was such a fraud. Such a fraud. And they were coasting on, oh, guess what? We scored 50 points against the Eagles second teamers in the last game of the season. We're going to steamroll through the playoffs. They... Dropped a crap on their home field, home field, frauds.
2: They got like worse as the season progresses. You know, the first couple weeks of the year, I mean, I'll go back to that first game against the Bucks. They played a good game. I mean, they could have easily beat, beat us. And people were starting to say, wow, this team looks really good. Look at all these weapons. Look at this offense. And they just started imploding at the end of the year. And by the way, I love that Pope didn't sell out Dak at all on his analysis. I mean, that one, that one pick he threw, horrific. Oh. I yes. mean, just a horrible turnover. Missing receivers,
1: horrible turnovers, and let me tell you, I sent this to you guys in text today. They can throw shit at the refs all they want. I I really tried, and I don't like giving the Cowboys the benefit of anything, but I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt when these replays are, is there a reason that they're mad at these refs are, is is there some kind of agenda against Cowboys? Every single one of those critical flags in the last part of the game were just obvious calls to make. In fact, it would have been horrible if they didn't throw a flag. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Not not to mention the, the ultimate fix by the refs was when Debo had it, at whatever it oh, was, the first down, the first down, you cannot tell me there was incontrovertible evidence to show right. that he was short. They moved the ball back just so that there
2: would be a punt. It was ridiculous. Wait, Look, how they're... ridiculous was the defense on his TD? Like there were, they... there were two teams
0: that just completely shot themselves in the foot with penalties, the Raiders and the cow Cal, Calpukes. Those two teams, I mean, the number of penalties they had at bad moments, it was like, it was inevitable. It was like, you knew there was going to be a flag when they had a big play. And, uh, and that's how the Cowboys uh, were. So, but, you know, I I want to say one thing positive about that game. Um, Gosh, you know, we beat up on Jimmy G all the time, but so far he beat the Rams to get into the playoffs uh he's been to a Super Bowl by the way and um and now you know he goes into Dallas and wins that game. I mean should we be giving this guy a little more credit? The the pick he threw was a bad one. Uh, no question that was a bad ball. But you know is he it, does he deserve all the all the the bad the bad reputation that he has?
1: He he he, he as Pope would say he drives the bus. But I got to say this that you can, you can talk about Jamar Chase. You can talk about Joe Burrow. The most electric, exciting NFL player to come along in the last several years is Debo Samuel. Yeah. Every time the guy touches the ball, you think he could go all the way. It's been a long time since we had someone like that. He is yeah. unbelievable to watch. Unbelievable.
2: Look, there's something about these teams at the end of the year, and this is Frisco. I mean... They get hot, and the one good take that Pope made out of that entire section was watch out Green Bay. I mean, now, it's going to be freezing as shit, and it's going to be at Green Bay, and it's going to be – I think I saw snow in the forecast. It could be an absolute weather nightmare up there, which could totally change the game. But, I mean, you could totally see Frisco beating them. Let's go back and, and talk a little bit about that
0: Green Bay game. Let's go back and see what these guys have to say about that. Not that anyone cares.
3: But. <laughs> yeah. no, what I'm saying is it doesn't look like uh, the Packers can just chalk it up. The Niners look tough.
4: Yeah, and oh, they look
3: yeah. like a team that could definitely go the distance. They yeah. could be this year's Tampa Bay Rooster. They could. Yeah. They could wow. run three road games and win and go to the Super Bowl. I was really no surprised shot that they seemed to control both sides
4: of the line scrimmage in that game. Um, that doesn't usually happen to the Cowboys. It did in that game. Um, the, the Niners, of course, have always been sort of a smash mouth running attack and then, you know, give, give uh, Jimmy G the opportunity to do a play action. But now they've got all this other stuff going on in their offensive scheme with Debo, and it's tough to stop. I mean, you know Debo's the man. You know that he's going to get the ball in the backfield on, on an option. Passes and the Cowboys weren't
3: able able to stop that. Neither, neither were most teams, and though, they I'm weren't sure. able to stop yeah, neither were most teams. So, you know, there's one game that we haven't talked about that I think it involves a couple of SMQB. Mm-hmm. Which game was that? Uh-oh. Can, we, Uh-oh. can we just Uh-oh. wait Somebody before we get there?
4: When he said, "I saw yeah. a
1: victory." No, I I, I I, I want to give them their chance to roast me and everything. I I, I want to say one last thing about the Green Bay 49ers game because there were some critical injuries at the last part of that game which actually allowed the Cowboys to even smell a chance in that game if Joey Bosa yeah doesn't get out of protocols for his concussion and if Fred Warner doesn't come back from his injury their stud linebacker they've got less than the shot that they already have a little shot in my view in Green Bay I don't think they have much of a shot but if those two don't play then no shot Warner went back in the game didn't he wasn't he out there on the on the last play? He wanted to. He had his helmet on, ready to go out. But I don't think he actually finally okay, made it out Okay, I wasn't sure. There. Yeah. All right. He'll yeah. probably play, but the Bosa thing—I don't know how serious the concussion was. Yeah, that's
0: a big problem. That's a big problem. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's have a little fun now.
4: <laughs> Sorry, victory. I was-
3: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, Eagles took another little bit of an there, ass with that. Is there even a reason to recap that oh, ass kicking? No, no, I mean, let's just forget about that game. It so mean. They're kickoff. so mean. Wow, Ow. Jalen Hurts, man. What a stinker. Not ready for prime time, House. Ooh. I don't know what's, what's going to happen with the Eagles. Say that about so a Bama boy. You get another quarterback? Um, you know, that that was embarrassing. I think that's a franchise-defining embarrassing moment. Ooh, um, wow. And wow, you know, where do you go from here? Wow. Uh, I thought the Bucks game plan was was simple. Just you know, dink and dunk, uh, run. They didn't need Fournette. They they run by committee. I said,
4: you know, I, I sent a video to Bison earlier just joking around with predictions and I said I didn't think the Bucks could win that game without Fournette because I thought the Eagles were gonna dominate the ground game. What the hell happened to the running game, House?
1: 10 it men in the box. Runnable. Yeah, house, what happened? I mean, the uh, Todd Bowles, like we said, drew up a great plan. They were we had a good run on first down with Sanders, uh, and then they stuffed 10 men in the box. You couldn't you couldn't go anywhere with them. They they the it was a perfect game plan. Take a rookie quarterback essentially, a rookie quarterback on the road first game in the prime time situation and see if he can beat us. And if he beats us good for him, but against that defense, it's unlikely. It's, it was a pretty simple game plan and it worked.
2: Yeah. I mean, you cannot look, it's hard enough to beat Brady on the road, but when you help him those, I mean, look, let's talk about the, the special teams that punt, uh, dropping that, that punt fumble was huge. Um, those picks were huge. You can't help Brady. And by the way, yeah. it was pretty funny. We we were talking about the running game, but I mean, on the first drive we were all laughing my buddies at the game. We we're like, have we just abandoned the run after we get we get, we start the game off with a 17-yard run and then I think Brady threw like 10 times in a row. Yeah,
1: it's you been- didn't need you, you you didn't need to ru- we have poor linebackers to begin with. It was a, it was a listen, you guys know that I don't like that cheating son of a bitch. Tom Brady, but I will say this. This is what I appreciated about him watching that game. It wasn't his arm strength or his body or his physical traits, it's just his brain. The way he dissects that field, throws where he needs to, th- to guys that he probably just got introduced to two weeks ago. Yeah, like you some of these even guys names, like, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, now look, Well, Evans Evans, Evans, had Evans is special. Evans yeah. is really spe- – Darius Slay is one of the very best corners in all of football. And there were a couple of plays Evans made him look silly. Evans yeah. is a perfect route runner, and Brady was surgical yesterday. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I give them credit. But I'm I'm not embarrassed at all of that loss. Losing the Super Bowl champs on the road. If we want to talk about embarrassment, let's make sure we get to Dak's slide with 14 yeah. seconds to go for the win.
3: Embarrassing. Yeah.
1: Give me a break. <laughs>
3: Well, the Bucks had a great run defense all year, as we know. So, but it was but it was struggling at the end of the season. Right.
4: They're back though. Their their defense is back. Looks like some key guys are healthy again.
3: Why are it's these like guys drinking advantage. anything? I don't see a They're drink anywhere. Winner of the game tonight, Cards Rams goes to uh, Tampa. And until Tommy is knocked off, hard to say that uh, Tampa is not going to go on and potentially, possibly. Host the the, the NFC Championship game against the Niners, depending on what happens to the Packers. I just don't know. Who do you have
4: tonight? For Rams, Cardinals.
3: I got the Rams. I just you know the Cards beat the Cowboys in that game. They're go. They're back. They're back. But the Rams have played good ball towards the end of the year. Uh, That was unfortunately for the Cowboys quite a fluke loss to the Niners, uh, because I think the Cards and Cowboys, Cowboys matched up better in that game. But I I think the Rams have more talent, and I like the Rams.
4: I agree totally, and and primarily for this reason, I think the uh, the Cardinals have demonstrated that they cannot win against good teams without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Even when he was playing with a tweaked hamstring, he was cu- he was drawing double coverage and allowing guys like Kirk and AJ Green to get open. When he's out of the lineup, those guys are not good enough to get open when they are doubled or or there's nobody else taking the attention away from them. And and it showed all all up towards the end of the season that the passing game suffered mightily. So I got got the Rams moving on against the Cards. Hey, before we get off the NFC, let me just mention there are rumors out there that uh, Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores are talking to each other, kind of put together a package deal where they go to the Giants as head coach and quarterback. And I just want to say... I hope that doesn't happen. I can't, be, I can't be a hypocrite. I cannot be a Deshaun Watson fan. That will ruin my fandom. Um, I can't, you know, can't wait to, way to play this back. Eli <laughs> shark, Deshaun Jackson takes it to a whole new level. Let's, let's hope that does Watson?
2: Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Let's hope that doesn't yeah. happen.
3: Well, Rooster and Pope uh, are headed back to the States after a great uh, week. We'll miss you guys. Um, y'all have a good pod. Uh, we'll be back together soon. Rooster, you- any final parting words? Yeah, adios, Big Ben, you fat bastard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Rooster, uh, out.
0: Rooster loves Big Ben. That was the best part of that. That was the best part right there of their whole recording.
2: Right.
1: I just, I just want to finish off uh, with a couple pieces of of embarrassing, since Pope said it was such an embarrassing loss of the Eagles. Let me just go over a couple pieces of embarrassment. Playoff wins in the last 25 seasons, Jake Dell home five, yes. Trent Dilfer five, yes. Mark, Mark Sanchez four, Brad, oh. Brad Johnson four, Colin Kaepernick four, the entire Dallas Cowboys franchise in the last 25 seasons, three.
2: Oh. Maybe,
1: maybe that's not enough for you. There have been 28, 500 point offenses in NFL history. All of them qualified for the playoffs, but only two were eliminated in the wild card round: the 2000 St. Louis Rams and the 2021 Dallas Cowboys.
3: It's really crazy.
1: That team is an embarrassment.
0: And and let me tell you, I think, and I I said this to you guys earlier today, I think the Cowboys might be the furthest from a Super Bowl of any of the NFC East teams right now. I mean,
2: they're that much of a disaster. Mind blowing. You have a team that has unlimited resources, they have, they can do whatever they want. They have the biggest stadium stage in the NFL and you can't be successful. I mean, it's they, insane. They,
1: listen, they had a 5,000 yard passer, 2,000 yard receivers, a thousand yard rusher, a 10 sack guy and Micah Parsons, a 10 interception guy and, in, and digs, and they lost a playoff game. They lost this, to, a, to a team that we didn't think that nobody thought was any good. The amazing. Cowboys have gone 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching a conference championship game. That's the longest streak by any team in NFL history. Broads.
0: frauds, Total frauds. All right. Um, we got a little bit of a sprint to the finish today. First things first. House. Let's hear how those locks turned out this year.
1: For all of our betters in the future, put your money on Patrick, the Milk, Michler with a really strong championship season of going nine and nine.
2: You'll break Way even. Way to go. You'll Way break to go. Even.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you might make some money on Pope at 7-11, Howe 6-11 and one, Bison 6 and 12. But I would have just advise not to ever put a wager through Rooster who went a lusty three and 15 on the season. Congrats, Rooster, on the Plaxco locks crappy.
0: I mean, Rooster, Rooster, who who has now told us that he guarantees us because he'll put in the time next year that he will win this. He will
2: win this. Guaranteed it. it. The Fantasy Football League, but he cannot yeah. pick a team to win a Stick, win a stick to the fantasy world. All sure. right.
0: Um, we got to talk real quickly about the, the College Football National
2: Championship. Milk, give us a quick update on that. I'm going to catch a few Z's. <laughs> hey, do you do you think I want to talk about Georgia winning the national championship? Can yes, we I can't wait section? to hear this. Oh can't my wait. god! I I it's I really wanted this game to end in a tie, if that's possible. But unfortunately, it didn't. I said it last pod. If Georgia didn't win the national championship this year, then they were never going to win it. And they stepped up. I thought. You know they got their ass kicked in the sec championship game and what a what a game plan they had to beat satan you have to do one thing and that's shut their running game down right i mean you we know alabama we know the the big backs the derrick henry's the najay harris's all 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 of these these great running backs that they've had and they've won national championships on their back in that first game against cincinnati i think they rushed their their, uh, Robinson rushed for over 200 yards, 68 yards. They held him to. Wow. I think overall they had 30 yards rushing. If you, if you factor in all the negative yards that Bryce young had, and you don't have to, if you can do that and you have a solid defense wins championships, right? You don't need a flashy drop back, you know, 500 yard game quarterback, you know, Bennett, got the the job done to i think he i think he threw for 224 yards and two tds but he's a great game manager the the he got past you know completed passes when he had to a lot of just you know they they kind of you know dinked and dunked their way to a national championship and you can't turn the ball over you know that intercept that pick six was huge um and you know you saw that from alabama a lot this year like they this was not Nick Saban's best Alabama team. Not even like, not even on the radar, like not even close. This is a, this was one of his, pro- I mean, that's the scary thing too, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Nick right. Saban's. He's still the national championship game. Right. And that's not the, it's, I mean, they could have, they could have lost to three or four teams in the, in the regular season. Um, and when you got Bryce young rattled a lot this year, you saw him make mistakes and Georgia did that Kirby smarts, a defensive mind. He put together a brilliant game plan. I hate Georgia. I hate, I hate Georgia, but I'm Go dogs. telling you now, like, I think we're seeing the beginning of, uh, this makes me want to vomit a, a dynasty. I mean, I think this team, I think Georgia's going to start to rattle off. Go dogs, two, three, four more national championships uh, over the next several years. So it, that's disgusting oh, no. to say now. No. More power congrats. to you, Georgia. You did it. You defeated Satan. Congrats uh, to Mr. B congrats to Mr. B. But, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a game. They played. All right. as well. Let's,
0: uh, let's cover something. I don't think we've ever covered on the pod before.
1: Um, tennis. This might be the first. Well, we I guess we covered, Naomi, we covered Naomi Osaka last year, but that's you true. Know, I, I don't think we would cover this were it not for the fact that this is now on the front pages of everything, like the front pages of major news, not sports, but major news stories, because the number one player in the world, Novak Djokovic, basically tried to lie his way into the Australian Open. Now, you know, we don't talk a lot about it about tennis, but, um, men's tennis has been dominated for the last many, many years by three players, Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Roger Federer. And all of them are vying for that title of having the most championships of all time. And based on his health and age and how he plays on certain surfaces, it looks like Djokovic was in line to do it. And one of the ways he could get there was by being the odds-on favorite for sure to win this Australian Open. But he came to Australia and asked for a medical exemption, saying that essentially the basis for why he should be able to get that exemption is because he previously had COVID. Well, they had a vaccination requirement, and at first they refused it, and then they overturned it, and then it was heard by their higher court again. But while this was playing out, it turns out that He lied about his travel status during COVID. He claims that his agent made a quote-unquote human error. And not only that, while that was happening, he was in Spain giving interviews, doing photographs, interacting with people. I mean, come on, dude. If you want to say – while he was positive. He was positive. While he was positive, he positive, he was doing those things. And you know they kicked him out, and now, ironically, he's becoming the the darling of the the anti-vaxxer community. And whatever side of the aisle you are on that, look, dude, the sport has a rule. You have to be vaccinated if you want to play. If you don't want to play, don't get vaccinated. But that's what the rule is. But God. The sport or Australia? Australia. Which, by the way, interesting that you should say that because they just announced today the French Open, which is played in May, said – They will also have a vaccination requirement, at least as of now. They'll have one for May. It possibly doesn't play in the French Open either. There's some tournament coming up in like four weeks in Dubai or something that doesn't have the requirement, So Djokovic will play there. But this is going to start. I wish, like we've talked about many times on this pod, I wish this COVID stuff didn't intersect with sports and we didn't have to talk about it. But it's happening and it's going to affect even title winners.
0: It doesn't like this guy has so much at stake with the majors right now, right? I mean, him and Nadal and and uh, Federer have each have twenty Grand Slam majors. Uh, Sampras is next with fourteen, I think. Uh, and so it's so important. Like, I, what I don't understand is like, how did they not have this figured out before it was too late? Like, how did they not have this exemption ruled on, figured out, handled so that if it wasn't if he wasn't going to get the exemption. They could give him the freaking vaccine, or he he could just you know it just none of it makes any sense. Yeah. There's too much want at to stake.
2: Vaccine, right? I get it, but you know, jeez. Yeah, Look, jeez. It's a it's a law. It's an us Aust- in the country, right? Right. So you got to know if you're not going to abide by it, you're going to get kicked out. Whether or not you agree with uh. the law, that's a whole other story. Right, But that's right it, It's it is what it is. It's like you can't do it. Come play in yeah. the U.S. Open, you know. I mean, that, that's. Go but good. it is. Come it on, does man. suck because you're right. All of these these majors and these these numbers, and now due to the, due to this, you know, yeah, playing it. All right. Well, that gets us to um, everyone's
0: favorite segment: the Punchable Face of the Week. Come on, man. Yeah, that's right. We weren't talking about Joker. That wasn't the punchable face. We've got a better one. Uh, and and look, we'll keep it we'll keep it pretty brief. But man, Dak Prescott, buddy, I mean, sad moment at the end of the game yesterday, a little controversy. I mean, it's it's only controversy because sort of the way it unfolded very quickly, that if you're at the stadium, you don't know what happened. But right. the whole thing with the ref needed to the, the umpire actually needing to to place the ball. That's a rule. And if you were home watching the game, you heard Romo or was it Romo? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Romo all yeah. over it. Right. Romo's all over it saying he's got to touch the ball. He's got to touch the ball. He's got, you know, the rest got it. The umpire has to place it. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't controversial as you watched it at home. It was pretty, co- pretty clear that this was a known rule. OK, that the umpire has to place the ball. So. Unfortunately, because of the way, you know, I guess Dak got up from his dumb 14 yard run or whatever it was and handed the ball to the center. And then all everyone was trying to get together and the umpire couldn't get in there and time ran out. So as a result, you have a lot of mayhem at the end of the game. And the Dallas fans start throwing things at the officials. I think they were throwing things at their own teammates too, at the yeah. own players at one point. Oh, they were throwing it at their they own throwing players. Things, But then they were throwing it at the officials. beer cans and water bottles and whatever at these guys as they're leaving. So, you know, it would be very easy to give the punchable face of the week to Dallas fans. Of course, you could probably do that most weeks anyway. But then in his press conference, Dak sort of like takes them to task because he thinks they were throwing things at his teammates. But then when he finds out they were throwing them at at the officials, he comes back and says, oh, well, good for them and actually like supports the fans throwing things at the officials. Come on, man. Come on, Dak. You're better than that, man. Uh You're better than that. So take a punch in the face this week and come back and be better. Don't support fans throwing things at referees. That's just dumb shit. Don't do that, buddy. Uh That's it. That's all I
1: got on that. I'll punch him with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. All right. And house
0: wrap it up with a Ted Lasso for us. Let's get out of here.
1: Mark, you, saw you know, our lasso from the beginning is about feel good story, and the NFL playoffs also have a collection of feel good stories. I hope you guys saw that the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, what he's doing with the game ball, what he did with the game ball from the victory over the Raiders, they had a whole bunch of balls, and they're literally bringing them. To the bars in Cincinnati, the game balls, and delivering them to the fans, saying the game ball be- deserves to go to the fans who have been waiting such a long time. And he said, if we keep winning, we're going to keep doing that. I thought that that was super cool, that he's you know, bringing the fans into this. Rich Passaccia, this guy who came in amongst all this craziness in Las Vegas with the Raiders, I don't know if you saw this, but he was in a in his hotel room writing a personalized note to each and every single player on his team in handwritten, you know, on stationery, thanking them for gutting it out this year, for giving it all that they had and for sticking with the team this year. Like you just don't see things like that. And how about Donna Kelsey, the mom To Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you saw this, but she was in Tampa for one o'clock seeing her son, Jason Kelsey, all pro center for the Eagles play against Tampa. As soon as that game ended, she runs to the airport, gets on a coach plane, flies out to Kansas city and watches her other son, Travis Kelsey. And then he goes into his press conference for after the game And they give one of the first questions for the media to mom, Donna Kelsey, who who comments on the question that this is his first time ever as a professional football player actually throwing a touchdown pass. It was a great moment. And amongst amongst all the stuff, throwing stuff at fans, fighting each other, throwing stuff at the refs, all this stuff. I thought that those were some feel good stories from the NFL playoffs, from coaches and fans. I love it. All good lasses.
0: Good job, NFL. uh, Not asshole people. That's
2: that's right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right guys good show way to bring it together
2: uh Pope can and i Rooster. say one thing before we go yeah yeah um because i really kind of almost feel bad about this but you know we're uh, down two guys tonight and we didn't ask paul miller to, to co-host with us and i almost <laughs> feel bad about that but not really <laughs> whoa wow I think an
1: international incident was just, just started. Go Rams or Cardinals next week. Wow. All right. Hey, guys, have a
0: good week. Everybody travel safe home. Paul Miller, stay warm. Zen, How about cowboys? We'll call I them that, Cowboys? Cowboys. Cowboys.
2: Thank you, these boys. you. <laughs>